You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. From the Pacific to the Rockies, uh, and then like, hang a right, and then down to Austin, and then hang a left, and around the world, you're listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast, episode 310. We are three everyday developers who make a living with the PHP programming language, and we get together on a weekly basis to live stream. So check that out Thursday nights around 9 p.m. Pacific time. We have a whole time shift thing coming up. We know that's on you. I'm not coding this for you. Just know it's Pacific time, 9 p.m. Thursdays is when we record live. Or check us out on our audio podcast. Uh, we've got some people we will, will like to thank for the shows, making the shows a little better, making shows a little smoother. <laughs> Although this might not be one of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> Our Patreons, our Patreon. Uh, we, then we have a couple of sponsors. We still have uh, Cloudways and Honey Badger. We're going to talk about all of them later in the show. We'll get to them. I know everybody's like wants to hear about the sponsors right away, but nope. We're going to make you listen to some of the show first. That's how bad our show is. Like, <laughs> people would rather listen to a commercial, so we're going to make you suffer <laughs> through the show. I'm your humble host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is my cowboy, John Congdon. Hello. Happy to happy we were able to make this happen. Yes. And Tom Wright. Yes, that hotel life is just so difficult. <laughs> well, if only I someone mean, had recently gone through it and not complained at all. Yeah, we can just do it this way then. That's got to be better right there. Ew. Way better. That is why. Why, why I, are you in a hotel, John? I, Did your I, wife finally kick you out? More than likely. See, I actually moved this light from over there because there is no light in front of me at this desk. So I, I tried to set up something that would resemble something normal. I do you know what you know what LED stands for? No, uh, light, light emitting, emitting, emitting dye. I don't have one of those. I'm sorry. So the, just the screen in front of you is made up of only a couple hundred thousand of them. Would you like me to just turn the brightness way up a so hard I can't time hear? about his lighting? Does does my sound sound better than yours did last week? That's the question yeah. I have. Yeah, yeah, it does. See, I am a professional. I came prepared to podcast while I was in a hotel room. Lighting sucks, but nobody. We're we're an audio podcast that happens to be. Live on YouTube. We have our friends that hang out with us in Discord. I am in yeah, I am in Austin, Texas at a conference, and I've had people talking to me that about how they listen to the show, and I'm like, ah, no, you don't really. Ah. Yeah, it's upsetting, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. I I got outside of the airport waiting for my ride to pick me up, and I'm walk up near this guy that's in the same area as me. I'm like are you here for Longhorn PHP? He said, yeah. So we start talking. I introduce myself and he goes, I listen to your podcast. So you do what I do is you stop talking, go totally straight faced 
turn around and walk away. No, I just I'm I am an adult and I have a conversation and I say thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah, not not sure what do. that has to do with being adult. <laughs> I can I can drink, obviously. So that means I'm an adult. Yeah, I've been drinking for way too long today. Started. Did, so were you were you recognized from PHP Architect or from Well, I mean I did come prepared wearing the shirt. So that's a no. So it was PHP ugly. <laughs> no, I mean, got the ride to the hotel, got checked in, then immediately went to the speaker dinner. Uber driver said, hey, I listen to your podcast. No, Uber driver. This is a professional conference, unlike one that I know will be in uh, happening next year. They actually picked this up from the airport. They, they treat their, their speakers well. But no, we, we we went to the speaker dinner. I ran into so many people and was just in awe, as usual. I felt like I don't belong here. Uh, mm, good old imposter oh, syndrome. I actually, wrote, I actually wrote down a list of, of names of people I've run into. If they're not, I want to avoid A-Woods. A-Woods yeah, if they're not patrons, A-Woods. then don't list them. A Woods would not have been there because he is not speaking. He's attending. So I'm I'm looking forward to hanging out with him tomorrow. Or after the show if uh he's around. Apparently Ralph isn't around as well. Man, half of our Discord is heading your way. That's two two of the four people in Discord, man. <laughs> uh walk in, Mealy saw Ian, talked to him for about half a second because he was too busy looking at the menu and didn't want to talk to me. He's like, go away. Peon, I don't want to talk to you. Just kidding. He's he was great. Talked to him quite a bit later on. Uh, ran into Daniel Abernathy. Talked with him, which we talked a lot about tech, and he's very open to having like working together in certain ways. Like they're going to talk about tech during the closing uh, statements of the the conference. And it was just nice just talking about various things with him. While I was talking to him, Chris Hart just walked up just to say hi to me. Which How sweet. Did he throw a sticker on your laptop? He did not. I love that guy. For the, for those who don't know, Chris Hart just the grumpy programmer, the is, king of the king of PHP unit. He well King of PHP Unix. PHP testing. This is this is his last time talking at a conference about testing. He says really? no more. Even I saw a picture of his slides where he talked today, and he said, "You are officially my last audience in a testing presentation at a conference." He's been doing it for so long. He's hanging up the towel. He's like, "I'm done." Done with Which- testing. Not done with testing, done talking, done doing uh, conference uh, no, no, don't, talks. Don't, don't put words in his mouth, John. <laughs> Tom said he's done with testing. You can't Sounds, yeah. Wrong. Sounds like he's done with testing. Sounds like we he should all be done with testing. Worth it either. My, my story about Chris, I, I went to my first conference in 2010. And when I went back to tech, I think it was 2012. I don't think it was the following year. I sat at the bar and I'm tweeting out like I'm here, but I'm sure nobody remembers me. And 
Chris walked up and we had a drink together. Yeah, I remember you. And I was like, just blown away by that. It, it made me realize that this is a community where it's not just fly by night, like, hey, how you doing? And walking away. You actually talk to people, you know them, even if you don't talk to them on a regular basis. We're going to know each other. I mean, people in our community are going to know each other for years to come. Really nice. Yeah, um, I just want to. I just want to add to that a little bit. I don't remember anybody, so <laughs> don't get your hopes up. If I don't recognize you, I mean, you could literally be related to me. I wouldn't remember. That so. <laughs> happens. Anyway, we'll talk more about the the conference later. I don't want to just keep talking about the names or the people that I've run into because there are quite a few. Beth, I talked so to then- Casey. Eric, wait, Eric's going to like this one. You know, Keith, yes, I'm, Keith, yeah. Keith, Keith yeah. Casey, he blocked me on Twitter. He, he doesn't like me. So what, did, he walk, did he walk away from you when he saw you? No, we shook hands. Oh, okay. And I, and I, asked, I was like, hey, can you unblock me? And he said he already did. And I went back and <laughs> I wasn't blocked anymore, but I wasn't following him anymore. So I don't know if that's a Twitter thing. Like, Just, what, uh, when, you, when you're blocked, if you are unblocked, I guess you have to go back and say, I want to follow this person again. John, John just screamed vegan atheist. Ah, <laughs> why, why do you, do you remember? Did we talk about why he blocked you or is it not something you want to share? I, I think we just did. <laughs> no, the reason. No, that's, that's oh, that, oh, the whole, oh, whole story. Vegan, really? vegan, aggressively vegan atheist. Ah, no, it wasn't a vegan thing. It, it was a vegan, vegan thing. back then. It was a vegan thing. Oh, then I'm not surprised. You're lucky I haven't blocked. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be abs- absolute, we we love transparency here at PHP Ugly. Eric has blocked John several times. He, he has. You're such a liar. You both are lying. Never blocked. Never blocked them. No, you've banned I'm, him I'm from the channel. Did. I did not block you. You, you, I just you muted him. You, you mute. <laughs> yeah, you muted him <laughs> you, on you Facebook. Know. I didn't need to see every picture of your kid and whatever else you were posting at the time. It was funny. All right. Let's talk about something else. Eric, Eric how was your week? Pretty good. We all want to hear had a, from Eric. I had a power uh, uh, co-sharing. Um, what? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? A pair of programming. Holy crap. <laughs> Sorry, I had a reboot there. Had a little bit of a hiccup. Had a had a had a power pair programming session today with somebody, which was nice that we were doing a bunch of refactoring to that event sourcing code that uh I was working on. And um it was fun. I, I forget so John and I back when we first started our company, um would go places and code all the time. We had this one particular coffee shop um, on the coast that we would go to initially, which was a blast. And we'd be there all day. And I forgot how enjoyable it can be just to have somebody to chat with as you're coding. Like, even if you're, even if you're not necessarily pair programming, but you're just kind of coding and, you know, having that person to talk to. I kind of, I kind of missed that man. It was nice. So, so we had a pretty good pair programming session of refactoring stuff, and uh, 
Yeah, that, I mean that's it. We my my little app that I was working on that I've been talking about now for the past couple of months. We're letting the client onto it and finding bugs and having to fix things and yeah, it's fun stuff, man. That's pretty much it for me. So I saw about the you, Tom. I want to go back to that real quick. I saw the video that we put out, and then the, you're saying the client walked through and they found bugs off of that. No, um, we're finding we're finding bugs as we're like you know doing more data to the system. We're finding things that aren't behaving correctly. I don't think the client has actually reported a bug yet. Hmm. We've reported to the client. We said, hey. Uh, this little piece isn't working correctly. We know that we're we're working on fixing this right now. But awesome, that was it. Then it sounds like it's not a major bug if they're not no. finding it, or, or the client's not testing. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say either that one of them could be true. <laughs> All right, what Tom. about you, Tom? Well, I've saved the best for last. Obviously, I uh, <clears throat> working on. Architecture and project management. And boy, do I like project management. Well, I won't say I love project management, but as, as a software architect, also taking the task of project management has really been satisfying. Um, I got I to be, be straight with you, Tom. Mm. I've seen your code. I think you'll make a good project manager. (laughs) So so when you say project management, are you introducing like project management to the company or are you streamlining how they're doing something? What part are you liking? (laughs) I think I broke Tom. You you can cut this out of the podcast if you'd like to. But I've seen your family, and I'm amazed you can be straight with anyone. Should I completely follow that? But okay. Uh, the the taking a larger concept and splitting it up into smaller concepts, smaller elements, assigning assigning is not really my thing yet. I'm just taking a large, a very large concept and visualizing it, creating tickets for it. Uh, I can say absolutely the software that is out there is grossly inadequate for this concept of architecture to project management. Um, I started using a really great platform called Obsidian, which is like a markdown editor with a graphing relational thing going on. Um, But Jira, which is the sort of de facto standard, there's no way to like brainstorm in Jira and then get that moved into actionable items. Uh, There's like, there's, there, there's definitely feels like a missing product. Um, there are UML and Markdown editors that can integrate with Jira and fetch data from Jira and sort of like tweak things. But 
I'm kind of amazed that Jira is the de facto project management interface, given how advanced the. So, so when you when you're saying there's no product out there, are you saying no product out there that uses the products you want to use? Because I find that, I mean, I, f- I find the overall statement of there's no product out there is kind of. He's talking about the the. Well, I don't. So I don't know. So that's. When you're when you're in the Atlassian pipeline, you're really stuck there, like really, really stuck there. Uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today about how Atlassian doesn't have a competitor to Slack, which is shocking at this point. But Atlassian tries to tie all of their products together, but the the note taking process or the brainstorming process or the, the mind mapping is one of the tools that's used a lot for project management or architecture just doesn't exist in Jira. Now there, there might be tools out there that do this really, really well. Uh, The Google search for project management and architecture produces terrible, terrible results. Um, just the Google search for learning project management result gives you terrible results. Okay. Now you're just trying to piss me off. I'm going to give you two more minutes to talk about project management stuff, but you're just like stringing this along at this point. <laughs> you don't talk this much about PHP. So you're going to have about two minutes to wrap up the project management stuff. Oh, I've got All right. PHP. All right. So but, I, know Miro, I know Miro doesn't interact directly with Jira, but that is a, a decent like... Tool. What's that called? Miro. M I R O. I think so. I'd have to look it up. Oh, like uh, so. First hit on Google is, "Hey, have you thought about using LucidChart instead of Miro?" <laughs> you know, no, Miro's Miro's. I I. I these I are you can do it on LucidChart, but Miro's different. These are these are UML tools. No, Miro's not. Not not. Miro, that's what I'm trying to explain to you, Tom. It's not. It's the whole post-it thing. Yeah, it's more of the brainstorming, bringing, trying to get your ideas in line, uh, working as a team to to clarify what you're trying to build to make sure you're building the right things. Uh, I've seen lots of different ways to use that, but it's still a manual process once you come up with your post-it notes or your board to take that and then bring it into Jira or any other project management system as actionable items. Right. Which is one of the interesting things about uh, Obsidian, which is you can build everything except the actionable items within it. Um, the, the Miro thing looks interesting. It is an option for sure. So where did, where do you find such a tool? I mean, like I looked up project management and architecture and this never, ever came up. How do you find it? I, I don't. That's the problem. It's, uh, we just started using Jira, but it's just for the wiki, a little bit for like task management, but not for the brainstorm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can think of one of the best ways 
to to bring up public knowledge on a product is uh, podcast endorsements. We'd like to thank our partner, Cloudways. We love coding, but managing the server that code runs on can be time-consuming and error-prone. Cloudways offers peace of mind and flexibility so you can focus on growing your business instead of dealing with server management. With Cloudways, you get an optimized stack, managed servers, backups, staging environment, integrated Git, pre-configured composer, 24-7 support, and a choice of five cloud providers, AWS, DigitalOcean, Linode, Google Cloud, and Vulture. Cloudways helps you spend less time managing servers and more time doing what you really want, coding. Simplifying cloud deployment by managing one account and not multiple accounts across multiple cloud platforms. You also see the monthly cost for running your servers, so there's no surprise. Cloudways has all the tools you need to manage your server right there in their interface, or simply SSH into the machine yourself. Sign up for Cloudways today using the promo code PHPARCH, that's P-H-P-A-R-C-H, and get a 20% discount for three months. Or just visit phparch.com forward slash cloudways. That's phparch.com forward slash cloudways. Thank you. Thank you, Cloudways. Cloudways. What are you knuckleheads droning on about? Project management. It's all, it's literally all I've done this week. I was going to segue out of that for you. Yeah. For, for me, for my sake. Yeah. Well, you're the one that said you had a bunch of PHP stuff. I also have a bunch of project management stuff. I have an architecture question for you guys. I'm not. It's cheaper to buy the year plan than go monthly. I'm not using Laravel, but I definitely like keep having it in the back of my head. Like it's the 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 structure is stuck there. Got a little, got a little taste of that sweet. Sweet that, that's day. you want more. You think you thought you could just walk away from it? <laughs> no, you think about it on your lips every now and then, I, don't you? I I, yeah? I love that Eric searches for a metaphor and just goes for the one he's holding. <laughs> okay, that, gosh, that's sweet, sweet whiskey. I guess, yeah. I, guess, I guess it is whiskey. Yes, yeah. uh, I don't know what made me think of that. It's <laughs> this idea, but this idea of of libraries versus services. So in my new architecture that I'm working on, libraries are mostly static classes like helpers executing almost repository behaviors, almost. And then the services are where all the business logic goes. So the controllers are just doing this like library fetch, 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 and then calling the service to do actual behavior. And uh, I'm kind of, I'm wondering how foreign of an idea this is to you guys. I mean, so again, you're talking to somebody who supports the repository pattern, right? So it's, it's not exactly services, but kind of the same principle where you know, you're extracting all your database stuff. So Li- like libraries, like, like a controller that, if you can get a controller under a dozen lines, like that should be your target on a regular basis. If a controller gets Agreed. over a dozen lines, you're probably doing something wrong. Totally, so, totally agreed. 
so with that said, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with that. Like it, it should be pretty. Your controllers should be pretty. In my opinion, should be pretty clean. Like there shouldn't be a lot in your controller. It should just be thin kind controller. of taking hmm? a thin controller. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, you're muted, Tom. You're muted, Tom. My other big focus here is edempotent services. So they don't care where the data is coming from. They just care that it's formatted in a way they understand. So my libraries are almost... uh, How did you say that word? I've never heard it said said that way before. Edempotent? Yeah, I've never heard it said that way before. I think they have pills for that to help. <laughs> well, how do you say it? I, I, I've always heard it with the strong I at the at the beginning. I'd impotent. Oh. Well. Anyway, yeah, it was just an place. interesting. It was just a, a different pronunciation than I've heard. In the yeah. Past. So the the idea here is that the business logic is all in services, which are not static classes. They are behavior-driven sort of chained events of handling the data they've been given, whereas libraries are essentially repositories. They manage the communication with the model structure. And the naming is not my favorite. I don't get to name a lot of the stuff in the, in the old system. But I think it makes sense that the the business logic shouldn't care where the data comes from, just that it's formatted correctly to be taken in. Right. And we you can accomplish that with DTOs, right? That's kind of what DTOs are for. Yeah, or or value objects. Uh, I'm not sure how you would use a value object for that. Well, a DTO would be used to communicate changes back and forth, whereas a value object would be a read-only object. Well, the DTO would normalize the data coming in. So it it would understand the services that are bringing the data in and know how to manipulate that so your back end knows how to use it. So the DTO normalizes data coming into your system and going out to your out of your system as well. Value objects would you could use value objects. No, you would never even I don't even think you'd use value value objects on a DTO because you, you're not really doing any validating or anything at that point. You're just normalizing at that point. But you still can. I mean if I know I'm I am communicating a phone number out to another service, a third-party library. I may have a phone number value object and And know know how to format that data for that third-party service. Yeah, so the the libraries kind of act as a value object in front of the models, which would be a DTO. Are we talking about a specific library or are you just talking in general? I'm calling that we're, they're being called libraries. What is being called libraries? What am I missing? I, I think I got lost. Somewhere. A, a package <clears throat> you're using? Or? No, the code we're writing. So we have, for example, an auth lib, which is a static class that you can say, hey, does this thing have permission? Can this user log in? It's just like question and answer. Uh, versus the services, which are 
business logic. We have to multiply this value from here by this value from here and tell the library, hey, mark this thing as processed. Okay. I am not confused at all. How about you, Eric? Yeah, I stopped listening after you disagreed <laughs> with me. <laughs> no, you didn't. Nice cat. That'd be attacked by a cat. I yeah. tell you, if it's not the dog, it's the cat. So it's, you you said uh, static class. I've never heard static class before. Are you talking about a class with a bunch of static methods on it? Yeah, right. a helper helper class, static class. Yeah, I've I've come to realize that static methods are terrible. You know, not a fan. But again, Laravel world, everything's wait called as a lot of things are called as static. If they're it's not testing, DI it's injected. testing a pain in well, the ass for sure. Oh, is that your problem with static? Is, oh, yeah. Is it makes testing a pain? Well, yes. I'm hoping that the well, abstractions. All the more reason not to test. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that the, the abstractions allow me to test this without it being a pain in the ass. Pass in values and not. You I test, your mic. So you can pain. test the static method just fine. It's testing code that uses the static method that becomes almost impossible, especially if your static method does any logic, does anything that it needs. Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't do well. Okay, yeah, it does need database access. Is a is a <laughs> way different than reality. Like I said, this is greenfield stuff. I get to say should avoid static altogether. But I don't have I don't have dependency injection. So I really do end up instantiating, like, in my, in methods, I end up instantiating the same shitty objects over and over and over again. Introduce it. It's not that hard. It is. I, I get it. I mean, I'm, we went through it. I'm not allowed to. Not allowed to? So I went through this with the uh, phone burner where there was no dependency injection like four or five years ago when they went on a hiring spree, they hired a bunch of people from the PHP community and they're like, you don't have dependency injection. Like, Nope, don't have it yet. And somebody just introduced it. So I want to, I want to reiterate last week's conversation, which was, yes, I have free reign, but it will be used against me. Who, who, what, what conversation was this? It was it was literally you, Eric. You said, you said, hey, when someone I have free reign and I abuse the hell out. Of him. Well, he, you, but you, you said when someone comes in, you said when when you when you come in and someone says it's your job to flip the table, don't be surprised oh. when they fire you for flipping the table. Right, that's you. Yeah, you don't own the company. I own the company. I do oh, gee. I but yeah, you're right. I did say that. That is good advice. Uh, for everybody out there, including you, Tom. So don't flip the table. Right, you so the introducing table. dependency injection would be flipping the table. But it's not. That's but not it flipping is. the table. It that is, is not flipping the table. No, it's not. In- introducing something new that is useful, that will make the developer lives better, is not flipping the table. It is, hey, I think this will benefit all of us. Flipping the table is saying F you to everybody else, but that's not what you're doing. I, 
may or may not have had a meeting where I was told, do not flip the table. Again, this isn't, in my opinion, this isn't flipping the table. This is, this will make our code better. This will make it more testable. You can't test if you're, if you're instantiating new objects within your code, you can't test properly. <clears throat> it just doesn't work. Discord.phpugly.com was asking, whose dog is that? That's my dog. The barking. Whose dog is barking? Yeah. That's not your dog in Discord. Nah, it's barking on the... He's done. The cats are fed. Anyways. You can can add dependency injection slowly, where it's not going to affect your entire code base. We actually had it where you can't... If you're asking for a specific type of object... It can't be auto-injected. It just won't work. I'm all, I am also confronted with the existing developers not understanding what's happening. I was that developer. They will be okay. That's what I said. That's what I said. They'll learn. It's like, it's like I went to enough conferences where I knew what dependency injection was, but dealing with a legacy code base with a ton of crap made it scary to add, but somebody stepped in and made it work. And now I am so much happier with it. And when it comes to, again, going back to testing, you can't test otherwise. And if you're going to do things, you, you want to be making it testable, even if you're not testing now. All right. Because you're going to want to add tests at some point in the future because they're going to be pissed off when things break and you're like, well, we added some tests. If I get fired, you guys, uh, you know my rate. Yeah, and I'll tell you where to go find a job. Why would why <laughs> would we need to know your rate? You just got fired twice. <laughs> no, a, a, laid off, laid off, and then fired. I think laid off is the new quiet fire. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet. Uh, I still see, I still see ads for my previous employer on LinkedIn where they're, they're like, they're like, Hey, check out this great new product. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't opened, I I haven't opened up glass. I haven't opened up glass door yet, but I'm gonna, this happening. Well, I was asked to review my my employer, my current employer on Glassdoor. They said, "Hey, you've been here a couple months. Review us on Glassdoor." And I was like, "That's weird." That's right. Yeah. Like who? No, because they know you're still new enough where you're not mad at them yet, but you know, they don't want to give you a whole lot of time we we build up some like well and i was i was i was actually standing at the infinite snack wall when i got the email where they were like they were like are you are you do you want peanuts and almonds or do you want fucking pop tarts we know no one will judge you everyone (laughs) everyone will judge you everyone's judging everyone's judging you yo tom ate the three-year-old pop tart check it out 
Fucking doodle eat anything. <laughs> so I, I had an interesting thing happen this week. It was kind of dramatic. And, you know, you, you were just talking about being yelled at or, you, you know, told not me being allowed. You got a vasectomy. No, that's already done. But I did have somebody come to me, actually started a Slack conversation with a group of people. Uh, he's the CTO and was – he came into this conversation very upset and telling us how he just got yelled at because of a thing that happened and he didn't have a response. Like he had no clue what had happened. And it turns out what he was referring to was I opened a pull request to, to fix an issue that I thought was in a, a great pull request. It, it was, it had so much merit except for the fact that it caused an issue. And I think I talked about it last week where within an hour I had it fixed. He then gets questioned about it because he's got this, the whole management team coming down and saying, this was the worst week ever. We've got our lowest scores and uh, customer service rated us as the, like the lowest they've rated us in, in a long time. What happened? And he didn't have an answer. And I understood where he was coming from in, in the sense that he's getting yelled at. So now he's kind of taking it out on us. Like something happened. Well, See, hold on, Tom. You need to let me step in here. CTO to CTO, because you know I'm a CTO as well. No, I told so I told that, people this week, and they didn't fucking believe me. That title carries a lot of weight to it. Not anybody can just name themselves CTO. It's like three hundred and ten pounds, three hundred twenty pounds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but see now this that's just an example of a bad CTO because. I, no. John, I was in the. I might not have told you this, but I was in the enterprise, and I know how enterprise CTOs manage, and that's how I prefer to manage my people as the CTO. I God, I hope you're joking. You're talking about Sony. The less you know, the better. Like you don't want answers; you want to be surprised by stuff, and then you can say, you know what? Let me have. Let me take a meeting with my people. I'll get back to your people. We'll figure all this out. And you just walk away. God, this explains so much. So much. <laughs> why does why does Eric mute me when I'm talking about project management? This is exactly why. Because I'm better than you are. Is that is that it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Boy, I'm stumped. Go on, Elon. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was That's hurtful. Oddly the meanest thing I've said in this podcast. <laughs> I can totally I, I can say, totally empathize with the CTO there. So can you I You know what the CTO's best tool is? <laughs> Eric's trying. This episode of PHP Ugly is sponsored by HoneyBadger.io, the web developer's secret weapon. HoneyBadger offers exception, uptime, and cron monitoring all in one place, and it is easily installed into your web application. 
deploy with confidence, and be your team's DevOps hero. Their list of features can fit a team of any size. Are you just starting out? Have a fantastic free plan for life that you can use while your traffic is low. Are you an established business? Perfect. You should have a system in place to alert you to errors in real time, not finding out when your web visitors complain, if they ever do. In addition, their third-party integrations will let you connect some of the most commonly used alerting services so that you can know at a moment's notice if things go wrong. Head over to honeybadger.io to sign up for a free account to get started. And while you are listening to a PHP podcast, HoneyBadger supports so many languages, including Ruby, JavaScript, Elixir, Python, Go, and so many more. Head over to honeybadger.io and start your trial today. Thanks, HoneyBadger. Thank you, HoneyBadger. I prefer the colloquial oh, thanks go, for Honey Badger. Ahead, John. You were telling no, uh, how bad your CTO is. The whole point was he was getting yelled at. He came back. I understood where he was coming from because he just got yelled at and he wanted answers. But it, it stirred up a whole lot of emotion with other people on the team and then just the back and forth. And it was just a very stressful like couple hours where people were responding. And, of course, it's not being done in like zoom where you're face to face and can have it hash it out. It was, you know, so like this is over Slack. It's over Slack where you take oh. things out of context or oh. you hyper focus on one sentence. And it just, it led to a very interesting, uh, you know, exchange. I, I worry about this sometimes that I, I over emote myself on Slack, but I was I spent 15 goddamn years on IRC mm. where the only way of communicating any kind of emotion was emoting the end of your sentence after every sentence. I know I'm I know I'm like ripping you away from your topic but No, not at all. I, I was I, ending. I I agree. I do the same thing. I'm constantly I emote everything. Adding some sort of emoji or something to say to try and to try to communicate what my meaning was where it could be taken wrong, but I put in a, a smiley face or right. So like with, with the new crowd, with the crowd that I work with, it's a, it's a much younger group of people. I would say mid twenties to mid thirties. I just made myself sad. (laughs) But response emojis are huge with this crowd. Like people look at who responded and with what emoji they responded with. And it's a big deal to the point where like communication relies on did you res- did you emoji respond to this thing we said is happening as a group event? Mm-hmm. It's very foreign to me. The I mean, ba- a, a lot of things that these goddamn kids do is foreign to me. But still, it's very interesting. I mean, like seeing it in in the security channel, where like. People are saying thank you or like 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 thumbs up. This this is thumbs up now. I don't know why. I was wondering how how is that thumbs up? No idea. No idea. 
This is this is thumbs up now as an what emoji. Are you talking about? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think they're calling you a loser, Tom, and they're like, no, 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 that's a that's the new thumbs up, Tom. No, I no, checked. No, no. I checked. I was there in the. I was in the office last last week. I checked in person. That's absolutely not what they were going for. It might have been you're, what they were going you're for. You're just making things up now. It was. It was. Okay. It's been interesting working with younger people. We have younger people in our Discord, so younger people, you can let us know what what's the new thumbs up. <laughs> I know it's I. I swear to why God, the, I, I know it's thumbs not, up, not the new thumbs up. I I know it's not the. I know it's not thumbs up. We have all sorts of fingers you can use in Discord, actually. So, <laughs> just putting that out there. It's totally bizarre, but thumbs up is not the current thumbs up emoji. The kids these days. Right, it's it's you. it's this or this. Hey, if you guys, hey, I'm moving us on. Have you guys patched your OpenSSL yet? Yeah, let me let me answer that on a public podcast, honestly, John. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. We have on all of our servers, production it, staging, and tests everywhere. If you have not, you might want to do that. Is that an? Act, uh, did you just reference an actual Trello card? I did an actual Trello card. Oh, it's God. been two years since John has referenced an actual Trello card. <laughs> I am so proud. I don't, I don't even know <laughs> what to do in this situation anymore. Anyway, there there is an OpenSSL vulnerability that was announced this week. Uh, it came out, or it was pre-announced last week, I think, or earlier this week. Yeah, last saying. Wednesday. And they're like, hey, on uh, next Tuesday, we are going to announce this vulnerability. You're going to want to be ready no, to no, no. upgrade. No, next Tuesday they were going to announce the patch, but well, not gonna, the vulnerability. But with the patch, people could figure out what the vulnerability was. Right. Uh, so, anyway, there's a new version of OpenSSL that is available. It The vulnerability only affects 3.0.0 up to 3.0.7. So if you happen to be on an older version of OpenSSL, you're okay. I love this but, announcement because this is exactly how I deal with security issues, which is I'm pretty sure we're all going to die and be unemployed next week. And then when it gets reviewed by the security team, they say, oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't. It, you're it, not, it not really. Like. There's a chance of remote execution on your machine, but it's not. It's a it's a slim chance, right? You have to have OpenSSL directly available on the public internet, and a specific version, and allowing access using email addresses instead well, of just second, usernames. That was the second vulnerability, right? There's there was two vulnerabilities announced. Yeah, so there's a security company called Shodan, which is a reference to one of the greatest games ever, that said that there are about 16,000 SSL instances that are vulnerable to this. 
but only about 1.5% of all SSL instances could be impacted. But there's also not a working exploit, and there's no working exploit data in the CVEs, which is pretty common. It's like, right. yeah, update your SSL, but... Don't stress. Don't do what I did, which was panic and make sure that everyone in the company is aware that this is an issue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I guess people started equating it to Log4j because it was, because OpenSSL is so ubiquitous on Linux machines, or on all machines really, but but it wasn't as bad as Log4j at all. No, it's, it's, uh, it's not that bad. You should you should keep your system up to date, unless. But I actually that it was a, didn't a, have a this. Good. I didn't have this card on here, but there are instances where keeping your system up to date and being a PHP developer can be very bad, uh, because there are a number of Linux distributions removing. The PHP, the the current PHP version from their support in default packages. What? I have not heard that one. I'm gonna have to see this. Are you adding it to the trailer board? And now I gotta. I wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't gonna. Yeah. Well, it seems like a, that would seem like an important conversation to have if that's really happening. It's so. It is actually a, a serious issue. Uh, But them removing it doesn't isn't going to auto uninstall it from your machine if you're trying to keep it up to date, right? It just wouldn't be there, so it wouldn't update to another version. I don't have answers because I wasn't going to talk about it. Then why did you bring it up? I didn't. Moving on. <laughs> Everybody's excited for PHP 8.2, but what about PHP 9? Do you, do you want me to get PHP do you 8 want, first? Do you want me to spend the time looking it up? I can look it up. You're the one that brought it up. You do what you want to do. Look it up after the show. I'll I'll add it to the show notes. All right. After the show. I told you I have a lot of PHP stuff for this episode. And get get to it. And and not just one hour in, I'll get to it. We've got some new RFCs, stuff that is coming to PHP, not 8.2, but 8.3. Uh, the really big one that people have been waiting for and got sort of unilaterally approved. Uh, let's see. That was a 18 to one approval was the JSON validate method. Uh, previously, when you're loading JSON into PHP, it just threw an exception. If there was a problem with the JSON validity now. And you, you said throw an exception. Otherwise, it just crapped on you. Right. Now you can say, is this string JSON? Check for the depth. And there's a number of flags like invalidate, UTF-8, ignore. So this will tell you, is this thing you're getting JSON? It's a low impact performance improvement. So it actually performs better than loading the JSON and then checking that if you threw an exception. Really? Really? 
Yeah. I, I was just wondering how that would could be because if you're going to say, is this valid? And then. So JSON parsing uses a third party C-lib. So it can, it can check for validity before decoding faster than actually decoding each line. Hmm. Uh, Really? That's the big thing. Uh, The next thing is improving the unserialized error handling. So I don't deal with this a whole lot except for in Laravel because Laravel stuff. But unserializing an object can throw a number of different exceptions. Uh, Some of them are warnings. Some of them are errors. Some of them are notices. This RFC proposed a lot of different changes. Uh, The big change that did not pass was add the unserialized failed exception and wrap throwables in PHP 8x. That failed, but escalating the severity to warning for all unserialization passed and throw unserialization failed exception instead of just a notice warning in 9.0 passed. So 8.4, we'll see an escalation for unserialization warnings to uh, warning and nine we'll see it uh, emitting its own exception instead of a generic throwable uh, e-warning exception. So it's good for frameworks, not going to affect a lot of people who uh, do their own like independent code, but frameworks deal with a lot of serialization and unserialization in queues, and I've had a lot of personal issues with that as well. Uh, We've also got a Laravel update, a couple Laravel updates. One of them is odd. Laravel precognition. Did we talk about this already? I think so. So Laravel precognition allows for form validation before hitting the controller. Uh, I mean, isn't that what form validation does now? Kind of. Uh, You can just call a precognition check against the validation instead of executing the controller if validation passes. So you can say, I want to validate this form, Mm -hmm. and if it passes, just return true. Uh, It's a simple way of doing RESTful or... uh, you know, Ajax-based server-side validation without uh, making a call to the full stack. It's still a call to the full stack, isn't it? Yeah, I'm still not sure how that differs from form validation. So it's a, it's, sorry, it's, for clarity here, it's a route type that points to a request object instead of a controller object. It is a simplification 
of routes to validation objects instead of controller objects. So would your it's not much would, would this would this validation, this precognition use the same thing that the controller would end up using for validation? Yes. So you But the controller switch. the controller would execute the action whereas precognition would just execute the validation and only return a JSON response saying it's valid or here's the fields that are invalid. It's a it's a helper for Laravel. When I saw it, I thought it was more important than what it really is, but it's just a new route type for Laravel. I'm not even sure it's the route type. I'm I'm looking at the repo now. I'm not sure I completely follow it either. I'm scanning through it, but uh, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, Sounds like it's just a, a fancy way for your Ajax to say, hey, if I give you all this data, is it going to be good? Yeah. In actual important Laravel news, Laravel developer, what's his name? Oh, shit. Nuno? Everything's Nuno now. It is Nuno. <laughs> I told it you, is, everything. It is Nuno. Everything coming out of Laravel right now is Nuno. Laravel 10 which we're expecting January, February will be typed PHP typed on all methods, not just. So currently Laravel is using attribute typing, uh, return values for via attributes. This is real PHP typing on everything in Laravel. It is a huge ask. Uh, Native type declarations are an enormous pull request where you take everything that is typed as uh, typed via attributes for the, for the sake of IDEs and they're returning real types for all objects. This is a an enormous win for PHP stand users, for uh, modern PHP users. Like everything is hard typed with PHP native types. I am so excited about this. I love native types. How do you think he went went about making that change? Find every method with a static analysis tool that doesn't have a defined static type. I mean, I like, he, I, I, you can probably even configure PHP stand to do that for you. Yeah, no, PHP, PHP stand set a rule. All methods require a return type. That's it. And my, I'm going down a path here. Do you think they used an, the abstract syntax tree for this? And where would you learn about the abstract syntax tree? Oh, I'm supposed to hit a button. To Wait, about it. I don't have a button. Are you, are you is... not a subscriber to it? To, Thank you, you to our patrons is? who are PHP architect. Pa- no. no, shit. That's fine. No, you can, go keep the patrons. I don't have fine. a PHP architect button, and you're clearly Why going not? in a direction. I have many of them. 
Yes, PHP architecture. AST. Have you ever heard of AST, Tom? No. So you're you're talking jungle juice here. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, so the initial uh, article was a couple months ago. Uh, There was a follow up one that the author didn't get to us until this month, and it should be out hopefully early to mid next week. And it starts to tie all of these things together, but basically. With the what is, okay, syntax. say again, AST, abstract static typing? No, abstract syntax tree. It's it's how PHP is broken down into machine language. Like echo. Oh, like the tokenizing? T. Yeah, for the most part, tokenizing, but within the abstract syntax tree, which is how we've made all these speed improvements, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you can then take that abstract syntax tree and manipulate things. Uh, one of the biggest things that have come out of it, I think this is how, um, what is JMAX tool for upgrading Laravel? Oh. Uh, shift. Yeah, shift. Yeah. Laravel yes. shift. I'm assuming that's how he does that. Like his shifts are probably taking your code, breaking it down into the abstract syntax tree and saying, here's how things change from each Laravel version. That's how Rector can take your code and then either upgrade or even downgrade your version of PHP and saying, hmm. okay, if I'm going to go this way, I'm going to make these changes. So it's just, it's fascinating. And I, I feel like he might've missed that mark within the article, unfortunately, in the sense that this is currently used in these tools. He does mention Rector because he is the author of Rector. Sure. Uh, but PHP Stan uses it uh, within uh, the code base I, I work on. We actually have custom PHP Stan rules using the abstract syntax tree to say, hey, this isn't going to pass if, you know, uh, if you are using this type of model incorrectly. And I forget what the actual rule is, but it's very specific to a type of model that we use. So it's not something that would be, you know, that we that you would release to everybody because yeah. it wouldn't make sense for everybody else. Well, you know what else we use? It's fascinating. Subscribe to PHP. Our patrons on Patreon. There you go. That's all I was trying to say. Look at that beautiful November animation. Help me out here because I have to go to the bathroom. Architect. <laughs> all right, that's fine. You didn't want to hear this next part anyways. So speaking of um, PHP Architect, John, do you have? Did you find any stickers to bring with you? No. I should have. I have. No. I have. See, that's. I meant to grab them. I ended up grabbing. I have elephants. I have magazines. I have PHP Ugly uh, lanyards. Like I brought a bunch of stuff. And oh I have my God, a, I forgot about the lanyards. And Holy I have crap. You still have some of those. I have a box full of stickers where when I ship an elephant, I'll grab like uh, a PHP Architect magnet, a couple of stickers. We have the little round. Like we, I have stickers that I could have grabbed and I just I did not. Mm. But I do have a bunch of other stuff here. 
Are you, are you giving everything away? Or are you selling stuff? What's the story there? Should people put, try to find you and say a magic word or something? Yes. Say the magic word and you will get something. Uh, I, I am torn on what I want to do with these. I, I brought a few elephants. I was planning on, during my presentation, having them stacked up. And then I, I've had a couple of, of ideas around it. One, if somebody asks a good question, they get an elephant. Or mm. as I'm presenting, like especially early on, finding somebody that's making eye contact and say, I see you making eye contact with me. Here's an elephant. Just to get make sure everybody keeps eye contact, <laughs> almost like <laughs> training a dog. Like, right? like you might get one if you if you're not looking at your computer or you know daydreaming. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't figured it all out yet. I've I brought how, how to become the hate, most hated man in PHP in one presentation. <laughs> uh, brought some magazines just to give away if if somebody right. wants to see what the quality of our magazine is. You know. Saw that a, a printed version. I was I was gonna say so. I did say in our Slack channel that a Kindle would have saved you a lot of space, but like immediately after saying it, I realized that you have probably read all of the issues that you had packed with you as the editor, yeah, and that they were for distribution. And I, <clears throat> and I still have probably at least one of each of those. Yeah, the conference hasn't started. You still have to do that part of the conference. Conference. When do you talk? When When do you talk, John? Saturday at two thirty. <clears throat> is there a live broadcast where I can there judge you in real time, like there is for this one? You 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 can buy a a online only ticket if you would like to mock me while I am presenting. <clears throat> yes. I just have to say. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of Elon Musk garbage to go over. We are not going to be doing that in this episode, but if you're a patron on Discord or if you're watching us on YouTube, we will definitely be talking about Elon Musk being a not great person. And uh after after the show you're le- you've got- started leading the show in with your your thanks to the advertisers who we haven't even played yet. I'm ending the show with with it. our our conversations we will be having. No, he's not really. He's, he's trying to make make the audio, the audio listeners jealous because they didn't hang out with us on YouTube. <laughs> Do you know what our profit margin on YouTube is? It's one to one. We make zero dollars on every listener. No, I'm pretty sure we actually lose money on YouTube because we pay for the premium. (laughs) I want to close out this episode with a bit of poetry. With a bit of poetry I found on Twitter from at Tom Guerra. It's pretty simple. Google Meet Original was previously Meet, which was the rebranded Hangouts Meet. Meet has been merged with Google Duo, which replaced Google Hangouts. Google Duo has been renamed Meet, and Meet has been temporarily named Google Meet Original for clarity. That was a poem? 
How is that not a poem? That's fucking amazing. (laughs) You're saying this like it's new. This is old news, isn't it? This is not old news. The renaming of Google Duo to Google Meet, which was Google Hangouts. Yeah, it's old. Yeah, we talked about this like... I'm sorry. This poem comes in three stanzas. To be clear, the merger of Google Meet original and Google Duo has no impact on Google Chat, the app formerly known as Google Hangouts, which replaced Google Talk, often often mistakenly referenced to as GChat. Avsum has no, have noted Google Hangouts was replaced by both Google Chat and Google Duo. To be clear, Google Chat launched as Hangouts Chat for Google Workspace formerly G Suite, Google Duo replaced Hangouts in the suite of Google Apps for Android, not to be confused with G Suite. And the third well, stanza? that was a very <laughs> sweet way to end a show. What? I'm assuming there's more. Is there more? No, that's... That's, that's it. That's it? That's it. Okay. I was going to tell you to roll credits, but then I realized I have the button for rolling credits. Do we have credit? I just. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been PHP Ugly. I love you. Goodbye. We're not going to do the whole I'm Eric, I'm John, I'm Tom. Okay. Got it. Can't hear you, Eric. You're muted. Yeah, I said, guess not. I'm John. It's late here. I'm tired. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless you with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on.